there was a time when I used to welcome my spiritual father, who is still alive, about 83 years old, and I still talk to him at least once a week. When I used to welcome him when he come to our church. Um, he will always start this way. Is mine as well that I should imitate him for the first time about this. He will start is that he will say, he will get up to the pulpit and say, my heart is so pleased uh, to see my son doing so well. Tonight, I'm just, my heart is so pleased to see my sons, Daryl and Bethany. She's not my daughter, she's my son. Because there is no daughters, there's sons. There's no male or female in the spirit. Thank God, my father God was never married. There is no queen of heaven. Hey. Oh my goodness, look who's in the house. This is a mighty man of God. Thank you for the gray hair to be here to encourage me. <laughs> Do the people know who this person is? Oh, good. I feel good now. This is my buddy. <laughs> so, uh, God was never married. He doesn't have a wife. And um, Jesus never preached the gospel of really salvation. I'm going to mess you up today, so stay with me. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. Because God existed before heaven did. He created heaven for him just to hang out in it. And because of that, the kingdom of heaven existed. I always thought to myself, what is the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven? Until recently I found out that God always self-existed and he existed as a king. Therefore, he has a kingdom called the kingdom of God. He extended his kingdom as the kingdom of God into heaven when he created it. Now we have the kingdom of heaven. And now he wants to colonize a planet that he created called earth. So he extended the kingdom of God to the kingdom of heaven, to the earth. And he wants to fill the earth with kings. But the protocol, no one can become a king while the king is alive. Ask Prince Charles, he'll tell you. That dude has been waiting for so long to become a king, but his mother will never die. She refuses to die. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Don't, it's okay. Because when, when, when her husband, the king died, she became the queen of England. But her son, the prince, who should become a king, that poor dude cannot become a king because that woman refuses to die. But that's why I say, thank God, my God is not, was not married. But he wanted me to become a king. Uh, but he had a problem with protocol. He has to die. But the problem is God cannot die. So that's why we have Christmas. He became a flesh so that he could die. Really, he was born to die. That's, what, that's all he came for to do. So that I become king. So that Jesus is the king of kings. I used to think that that means the king over the king of Spain. No. That means he's the king of kings. You know what I mean? What's your name? Isabel? 
high King Isabel. There's no queens in the body of Christ. Is that okay? Can I call you King Isabel? Well, why, why aren't you acting like one? If you're a child of God, you're a King Isabel. And he is the King of Kings. Hallelujah. I'd like you to meet King Raphael. Come on now. Gee. All right. Not done yet. Good. Now, we broke the ice a little bit here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Can you turn your Bibles with me? I don't care what version you use. iPad or iPhone or, or I, I, whatever. Whatever I you use. To uh, Genesis 28. As I stated earlier, and I mean it, I'm not here really to give a teaching, though I would love to teach. I'm here to deposit a, a prophetic word over this house. Will somebody say, speak, Lord. Will somebody say, speak, Lord. All right. The, the prophetic word that I'm going to deposit here is... I'm, I'm prophesying over this place to not be your average Joe church, but to be an open heaven church. I, I could really already feel in a tangible presence in my heart that's leading me to believe that the open heaven has already been initiated in this house. Now, actually, Jesus, when he went to be baptized by his cousin in the Jordan River, the Bible says that what? Heavens opened. Amen? All right, if I say something that you agree with, you say amen. All right, that's how it goes. And if you don't like me, you say hallelujah. <laughs> Nobody there says hallelujah now. <laughs> All right. Uh, and if you don't like to speak, uh, you know, do something. You know, you could take the, your wig off. You could just go like that or something. Okay? All right. I only preach as good as people talk to me. Okay? Because it's deep. Call it unto deep. You got to suck the anointing. And when you suck, here we go, we're getting there. When you, when you suck the anointing, I get more anointing. Uh, you, don't want, you, don't want me to, you do not want me to be a dry preacher this afternoon, do you? Because we could go to Starbucks. Hey. All right. Hallelujah. Now I forgot what it was. Don't turn to be 60. <laughs> it's a very dangerous age. Um, huh? Open heaven. Yeah, but where? All right, let's go there. No, no, Jesus. No, you see, you guys don't, you're not listening. Jesus initiated the open heaven. And the Bible says that whenever God opens, no man can shut. Amen. Amen. So you don't really have to struggle praying for an open heaven. It's already been initiated and opened by Jesus. So... 
I have learned that lately because I used to spend years. God opened the heavens. It's already open. The reason he wasn't answering because he went to open it. He couldn't find anything close. It's already open. Amen. We are already sitting here today under an open heaven. And, 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 and when we are functioning under open heaven, hallelujah, things are not normal. And things are not natural. Okay? Uh, we are not called to live this Christian life naturally. Uh, we're not even saved, you know, because of anything in us. It is all by the grace of God. And the grace of God opened the heavens so that we could have the kingdom of heaven here on earth. That's why we can say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as. The word as in English, because I know you all need English lessons, especially from somebody with an accent. You know, the word as means just the same. Religion teaches people for years how to go to heaven. The kingdom of God teaches people how to have heaven on earth. Oh, did you get that? Do you agree with that? So where's the amen? amen? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So this is what we're going to talk about. We haven't started to preach yet. This is what we're talking about. We're going to talk about an open heaven. And what we are going to share 12 characteristics of an open heaven church. And based on Jacob's dream, chapter Genesis 28, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth and it stopped reaching the heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. And I'm believing that prophetic hearts are receiving this prophecy over you right now. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land and I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he has placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Lod. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, I am taken and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household. Then the Lord will be my God, and so that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you 10%, a tenth. Jacob got into a, what kind of place? Okay, are you listening? Because if you are daydreaming, we're going to have to lay hands on you first, then we'll, then we'll preach into a certain place. 
I have found in the Bible places called certain places. Not all places the same. We love everybody and, and we, we thank God for every place. But there is a certain place that is different. You have come, I, I prophesy over you today that God has brought you into a certain place. Am I standing? Is that, is that, is that safe? I'm good? Thank you. You're good. You're the good. You are in a, that certain place. Wherever you are at spiritually today, you're in that certain place that God has orchestrated through his blueprint for your life to be in. And, 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 and even, even coming to this place, to this place physically, this is a certain place. Uh, and some of you may not like the chandeliers. Uh, do I have a volunteer? Does anybody here don't like? Okay, thank you for your honesty. May God have mercy on you and, and change. No, no, thank you for your honesty. I, I, I agree with this a little too much. All right? But you may not like the chandeliers or you may not like the rug. But you see, that's not for you to like. Because this is where God brought you. And he brought you and, and he put you here for, as a certain place, as you are a certain person that is in a certain place for a certain task. Because God is, is a God of certain places. Hallelujah. Uh, so I, I declare over you this afternoon, this evening, whatever it is, that wherever you are at, mentally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, you are in that certain place. And, and what, what does that mean? What, what, what is that so unique? It means that you are in the right place where God wants you to be so that you can perform a miracle in you, for you, and through you. And that's what's happening here to Jacob. He, he brought him into a certain place. Now, what, what is so unique about this certain place? This certain place has, has stones in it. There's stones. Hallelujah. Uh, how many knows... That the Bible calls us living stones. And as living stones, Peter says, you also as living stones, you are being built up a spiritual house. This is not a place where God brought you to check everybody. Or to check each other. And to see what is the latest, you know, liturgy. Because you know you do have one. Every gathering has one. You don't have to be a Roman Catholic to have liturgy. Everybody has it. You know, there's those that do it this way. You know, like our brother Lou Engel, you know, and, and, and a, a movement started after they saw him going like that. So everybody thought that the only way God will answer prayer, you gotta, you got to do this. If you don't do this, he will not answer your prayers. I, I know you are not like that. And then there's those that probably been to Heidi Baker and they go, you know, they, they have to, now, now all of a sudden they just have, you know, if they, if you, just, you just know that person been to Heidi Baker's meeting. It, it has nothing to do with the move of God. It has nothing to do with an experience. It just had to do with who we are, we imitate. And we build our own liturgy. You know, I don't know how much, I know I'm not pronouncing it right, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. I know if you don't know what I'm talking about, ask God for interpretation. <laughs> then we'll know how spiritual you are. All right? So, so we got those that go like this, and we got those that go like that. And then, you know, uh, let's not keep going. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hey. But he, he, he brings you 
into this certain place because you are a living stone. And he gathers you in that place as living stones for one purpose, to build up a spiritual house. So what I try to say here is that uh, uh, that house is a, is a, is a, is a holy priesthood. Uh, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. Hey, you know, we need to come into that place. Amen? Are you with me? Are we together? We need to come into that place where God puts us together as living stones so that we could become this spiritual house that we could offer what? Acceptable sacrifice. Not every sacrifice is acceptable. No, no, matter how, no matter how much you shout and jump and spit or whatever, you know, shake your head. Uh, we got to learn how to tap into the heartbeat of God so that we could offer acceptable sacrifice. Hey, there's a lot of strange fires today. There's a lot of strange fires today. And, and you really are a, a, a generation that's, ended, that's entering in the most dangerous time in the spirit realm. Because there's thousands of strange fires being traveling around, looking for a shallow, looking for a gullible uh, believer to grab and build another cult. But this is not what's happening here. Hallelujah. I've come here to prophesy over you that this is a certain place that has living stones in it. Hallelujah. That's building a spiritual house. That's offering acceptable sacrifice. How do you know that? Because the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. And when the spirit that's in you, that you know that you are genuine, that you know that for the last 45 years, you've been crying your heart out for being protected from error and, and, and from, from, from a, a human kingdom and a human agenda and a human ego. And you come into a place and you feel, ah, this is my people. These people, no matter how, you know, not as good looking as I am, they still, you know, you know, they got a long way to become as good looking as I am. But they have the same spirit that I have. God is looking for living stones. To gather together. To bring him. For, for, for many reasons. Reason, reason, reason number one. Um, who are we talking about? Jacob. He took one of these stones, the Bible says, and, 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 and he put it under his head and he slept. One of the reasons why God brings living stones so that this man could sleep every once in a while. Because when I was his age, I did not know that. I, did, I, I couldn't sleep. I was doing it all. I was doing everything. There was no stones for me to take a rest. Come on, somebody. Are you getting this? Are you, do I have a living stone in this place? Or are, are you all just visitors? Hey. All right. So I'm just here. I'm, I'm only here to talk to the living stones. The rest of you, you could take a snooze. Really, go ahead and enjoy yourself, praise the Lord. But as I talk to the living stones, and I tell you God made you a living stone, 
hallelujah, so that the man of God, the woman of God could take a rest. Could be able to sleep on that stone, rest on that stone, knowing that they could dream safely. All right? And not worry, and not worry about what on earth is going on. This guy, Jacob, in his end time, when he was really old, way, way, way older, you know. The Bible says he was dying. But he stood, he got up to bless his children as he was dying. The Bible says when he went up to do that, he started to worship leaning on his staff. All right? Okay. Uh, this man does not have a wooden staff, right? Like, you know, we have the curb like that. Because the shepherd's staff back then is taller than him. And it has a curve like this. And what they did with that staff, they started in the bottom. The, their life journey is carved on that staff. You know, let's say he was living in year 200 BC, whatever, you know. And, and he was about 16 and he killed a dog. So he will carve in there. I killed a dog on August 1st, 1960, whatever, you know. And then he killed a lion and he'll carve that or... Or, or then, then, then he, well, that's too much actually from a dog to a lion. Let's go. I started doing good, you know, starting with a dog and, and he probably killed a squirrel, you know. And then, and then he really, you know, he killed a, 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 a what is that guy, that thing, that animal that go, that in the wood, that wolf, wolf, a wolf. Yeah. And then he killed a bear and I killed a lion and a giant. Uh, you know, and, and then a thousand people with a with a jaw of a jack. Can I say a jackass here? A jack. I, I could say that because King James says it. Don't blame me. So what he did, what he did to to bless the people and prophesy over his children, he leaned on his memories. This man does not have a wooden staff, but he has you as a staff that he needs to lean on. You like that? Cool. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then he put the stone and, and, and he laid his head on it and he had a dream. A dream place. This place is a dream place. This certain place that God brought you in is not, it's, it's a dream. It's a God's dream. And it's a place where people can dream dreams. Amen. Uh, so, so this guy is a little bit better looking than, 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 than Daryl, but, you know, that's, that's what Pastor Daryl, yeah, I think so, but, 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 but Pastor Daryl need to be able to dream. Hallelujah. Because without dreams, Christian life is the most boring life. With, with, that, with that, the life of God entering us on a daily basis through dreams and visions. Uh, Christian life is the most boring life. It's better to be in a bar getting drunk somewhere. Because, because Christianity is not a religion. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that is full of supernatural activities. Uh, that, that religion... 
you know, has no life in it. And, 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 and there is no such a thing as, you know, if you say tangible presence to some people, they, they'll think that you are on something, which is you are. Hopefully you, you, you are on, on, on stones. You're not stoned. You're, 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 you're laying your head on stones. So, so the dream, uh, the, the Bible says that in the, in the last days, in Joel 2, 28, in the last days it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out, now please listen to me very carefully, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions now old man is not age old man is is leader you know leadership so you have a leader probably some of you are older than him in age okay but he according to the word of god when the spirit of god comes he will have a dream the rest will see the vision and run with it do you understand what i'm saying here the dream that comes for the church that god is building for the house that God is building here in this area, will come to the, to the main, the pastor, the leader. And, then, and then, then the rest of the people will see visions based on that dream. That's why I said, your old man shall dream dreams, your young man will, see, will catch the vision. You getting it? Now listen to what Peter said on the day of Pentecost. He's, he's quoting the same prophet, Joel, okay? But he changed the prophecy with one, two letters word. He goes, Peter, when he was asked, what's going on with these people? They look like drunk. They're talking in tongues. They're acting weird. He comes up and goes, this is what the prophet said. That in the last days, shall, God shall pour out of his spirit. He added the word of. Notice that. It's very important. Joel in the Old Testament said, that God will pour out his spirit. The prophecy of Joel took place, was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. God poured out his spirit upon all. Now, now Peter is standing and prophesying over us. That after the day of Pentecost, God will not pour out his spirit anymore because he already did. But he will pour out of his spirit. When his spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, his spirit dwelled in people. And that spirit dwelled in me. The, the Holy Spirit. The, the third person of the Godhead. The one that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. All right? That's, that dwells right here. Right, right, right in this belly. Because Jesus, out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water. He was talking about the Holy Spirit because he was not given yet because Jesus was not glorified yet. Are, you, are we together? Where does the Holy Spirit live? Right here. So now, now, in these days, the Holy Spirit will not be poured out from above. He will be poured out of my belly and yours into the world. Amen? All right. So now this Holy Spirit, hallelujah, he, he, he will come up upon you. Because when you're saved, the Holy Spirit lives in you. You know what can be saved? You don't have to be Pentecostal to have the Holy Spirit. Tell them all I said so. Because I've been Pentecostal for 45 years. You do not have to be Pentecostal to have the Holy Spirit. You don't even have to speak in tongues to have the Holy Spirit. 
Because no one can be born again without the Holy Spirit. And Jesus did not say, wait in Jerusalem until you receive tongues. He said, wait in Jerusalem until you receive power. When the Holy Spirit come upon you. Because in salvation, the Holy Spirit is in you as a river, as a fountain. That's what he told the Samaritan woman. He will live in you as a fountain, as a spring. But the day will come that he will come up on you and flow out of you as a river. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. Praise the Lord. I'm enjoying this even if you are not. So praise God. <laughs> this, this, uh, now this place that is so certain, that is so different, that, that's a place that people dream, dreams. Oh man, I cannot, I cannot tell you today, I cannot look you in the face and shake you and say, don't let anyone stop you dreaming. Don't let the dream die. I don't care who's who in a zoo. And I, 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 I don't care, you know, if there's no olives in a tree. You hang on to the dream that God gave you. And, and then in that place, when he saw in a dream, he saw a ladder. And that is the intercession ladder. In, in that certain place that God picks and chooses and put living stones in there. It's a place where intercession is 24-7. How do I know that? Because there were angels going up, angels coming down. It's like changing shifts. I was in Nairobi, Kenya. One time, and after I preached in this Assemblies of God church, I'm in a courtyard outside, standing with a pastor and another people, and we were talking, and they were like six, seven uh, things that looked like the portable toilets that we have here. Huh? You have one right in your house, next to your house? Oh, in front of your house. I thought in your house. Like, what we do? All right. <laughs> Uh, and, and that's the only way I can explain it because that's exactly what it looked like. And I'm talking to the pastor and I'm hearing noises from those. Now I'm getting scared. And I really, I'm, I'm in Africa for the first time, really dark continent and noise from cells, something. And the pastor noticed that I'm getting a little scared. He goes, don't worry. You really want to know what's happening? I said, yeah, I do. He goes, there's people in there praying. These are prayer cells. They come in with a key, they open, they go in there, they lock themselves until somebody comes and unlock and change the shift 24-7. And you think that you are a prayer movement? Ah. <laughs> Wherever. Yeah. Intercession. Lara. Stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching the heaven. Hosea 2.20 says, I will betroth you to me in faithfulness. And you shall know the Lord in that day I will answer the heavens and they shall answer the earth. The earth shall answer with grain, with new wine, and with oil. That's what intercession is. That's who you are. That's what God is building in you. And that's what I prophesy over you. This place is a place of, is a, is a, is a multi-generations. Because th this place, when he, when he saw the dream, and, and on top of the ladder, the Lord was there. And he said to him, he said to him, I will bless you. 
and I will bless your descendants. He said to him, I am the Lord God of your father, Abraham. Was Abraham his father? This is Sunday school class right now. Okay. Was, was, was Jacob the son of Abraham? No. Uh, Abraham was his what? Grandfather. So, but the Lord is saying, I am the Lord of your father. You see, when, when Bethany and Daryl calls me father, papa, spiritual father, wh who am I to you? Your grandpa. Hello. What are you going to get me for Christmas? I'm your grandpa. Oh, Bethany spoke against that. All right. All right. You're free. You're free. Because he's your father. I don't care if you are older than him in age. He has been established here to be your spiritual father. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. One more time. Amen. All right. So, so, so same thing is happening here. He's saying the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. Now we see it somewhere else called the God, God is, the father, is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome that he's not just the God of Abraham? Because he's the God of generations. All right? So don't ever think that you could do this without us. Got it? Mm -mm, you ain't going anywhere. Don't ever, I should never think, and I know that man of God, the reason he comes here, because he knows who you are. Just like there is no, there is no, there is no gender in the spirit. There is no age in the spirit. It took, it took, it took, it took Moses to take him out of Egypt, but it took Joshua to bring him into the promised land. All right? Are you getting this? So this is what this place is. Oh, I, I, I know you are receiving this. I know that this has been in really <clears throat> hammered in your heart to know what you have been called into, what kind of mess you have been called into. <laughs> now, he said to him, I will bless you so that you bless others. So this place, people in this place are blessed to what? That's the only reason God blesses you. Besides that, he likes you. I, I talked to him about you this afternoon, and he was in a good mood, thinking of you. Hey, that is no charge for this one. Whenever God thinks of you, he's in a good mood. I don't care who does not like you, God likes you. He likes you very much. He doesn't just love you, he likes you. There's a big difference. That's a big step. Because I'm called to love everybody, but I'm not called to like everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Because there's so many people, there's no way on earth I'm going to like them. There are some of you, that's awesome. There are some people here sitting in this room, they never met me and they already decided not to like me. And it's okay. Because you're not called to like me, you're called to love me. So if you're having any issues right now, but I pray and repent and start loving me. Amen. So, 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 so he says, I will bless you so that you could bless others. This hocus bogus prosperity message on TV, when it comes up, you should shut it off and say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And if they tell you why, tell them, Pastor Rafu said so. Because that stuff is, is hocus bogus, it's baloney. 
this false prosperity message. God wants you to prosper so that you could bless others. So prosperity is having enough to pay my bills and extra so I could give to others, to bless others. This is the reason why God blesses us. He blessed me, hallelujah, so I could bless others. That's what he said to him. He says, I, I will give you and you descended and I will bless you so that you will bless other people. And then, and then, and then he, 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 he does something here that is amazing that I just pray and hope that you will catch that and, and you will get into that mood right now. He woke up and said, this is an awesome place. This is what? This is what? Okay, praise Lord. The pastor believes that this is an awesome place and two stones with him. The rest are not sure yet. So let's just continue talking about this for a while. Shall I go back and start the sermon from all over? That God bring you to a certain place. Are you being raised up as a living stone? So what do you say about this place? You're going to need a lot of prayer. I don't have, we, don't, we need some good cheerleading in this place. This is an awesome place. You, you never say awesome about something that is awesome. You don't look at something awesome and say, this is awesome. You know, <laughs> please don't even say it. Don't even tell me how awesome that is if that's all what you're going to say. Oh, this is awesome. You know, if, you, if that's who you are, I want to lay hands on you. So that God will give some life in you, some, some, some emotions. You know, just think that you are cheering for the, those socks, you know, Red Sox, the Red Sox people. All right. This is. I'm not satisfied yet. I'm not, man. I'll tell you because I, I by myself could do a better job than all of you. I go, this is an awesome place. Because that's how I, when I see something awesome, I go, this is awesome. Okay. Or maybe awesome is, is too old for you now. Let's go this way. This is insane. This place is insane, man. See, all right, look, look, which one do you want to say? Awesome or insane? Sweet. Okay. <laughs> this is an awesome place. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Listen, we, we really, we really... We, I don't care how sophisticated you are. You need to lose that in the presence of God. You need to just put it aside for a moment there, you know, and, and chill out. Okay, because we got to get, you know, how do, what do you think happened to the walls of Jericho? What do you think? How, how did they fall down? Because a bunch of people went around and said, oh, you know what, this is so awesome. Oh, that's, that's, that's cool. Hey, you know, no. Paul says to the Romans, I want you to glorify the Lord with me with one mouth. Because a lot of people say to you, I'm with you, Pastor, with my heart. Good. I'm glad for your heart, but I want your mouth too. I want you to verbalize. And I want your pocketbook too. We're going to talk about that. It's right there. It's right there. I know I just, I just drove him nuts. He doesn't want your power, but the God wants. And you're going to see it. So this is our... And Awesome place. Why it's an awesome place? Because it is the, it is what? 
That's not your house. That's not his house. That's not my house. That's daddy's house. All right? And that's why it's awesome. How many really believe that this is the house of God? Yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. It's called Sheraton outside there, whatever. You know, that, that doesn't matter. Those people have no idea that they were chosen by God to build such a place for you to be here. To turn it to become the house of God. Because the living stones have been moved around. Hallelujah. Through, you should thank God for what you've been through. Because, because if you would not been through what you've been through, you would never enjoy what you are enjoying now. And you are right now in his will, perfect will, being part of this awesome place. The house of God. What else it's called? It is the, the gate. Do you, can you read? Will you read? Do you read English in here in Cambridge? All right. the, the, she, I don't know. I know what else to do to get you moving here a little bit. So it is what? It is the gate to who? Heaven. What is the gate to heaven? So whoever lives around here, I don't care if they are Buddhists or Muslims or Hindus or, 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 or uh, PhDs or FSN or FST or, you know, or ABC or <laughs> I care what they are. If they want to go to heaven, they have to come through here. It's the gate. See, we, we, are so, we are so embarrassed to say these things. It's okay to, to celebrate every once in a while. I know who you are. You're not just anything or anybody. You're a house of God being built as an awesome place where the presence of God dwells. Therefore, this is the gate to heaven. This is the gate to heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, this is the gate to heaven. I prophesy over you right now. This is a gate to heaven. And we don't have to kill people to go to heaven. You, know, you don't have to die to go to heaven. You could just enter that kingdom of heaven on earth right now. Right here, right today, right this moment. You could just move. You could just be transformed. The God that, that transformed Enoch, the, the guy that transformed Philip, uh, in this season, the, the Christmas season, the season of miracles and supernatural activities, why can't we just move from the red-nosed deer into the real, you know, reason? And, and Jesus is not the reason for the season. He is the season. And in and, and this season, we could really expect, why can't you expect angelic visitations? Why can't you expect, you know, God... Uh, wait for you to go to sleep so he could give you a dream so he could speak to you because you're so busy to hear while you're awake hallelujah it is a place it's a gate to, to, to heaven it's it's a, then 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 something happened and, and i'm i'm going to be finishing in five minutes but uh pentecostal preachers lies a lot so don't believe me when i say i'm going to finish in five minutes pray that i will be pray that i will be truthful <laughs> a place a place a place where stones becomes pillars. Because the Bible says in the end of that chapter that, that oh wow, look at that. That looks like Cambridge almost. I mean like, not Cambridge, like, like Harvard. Who? MIT? Hey. 
cool. Yes. Yes. But these pillars in MIT, they're just, they're, they're dead stones. But God's going to turn you, living stones, to living pillars. Because, because Jacob, when he saw the dream and he woke up, he took that stone, that same stone that he was rested on. Do you remember what we said that he needs to rest on some stones? You stay faithful as a living stone so that he rests on. The day will come that you will be transformed from a stone to a pillar. I looked here earlier for pillars in here. I didn't see much in this room. I was hoping that I will. But, but this is a good picture right there. Hallelujah. What those pillars do? All right, in English, put your hand up. Uh, tell me, because I did not hear anything. Yes, sir. They support. You were going to say the same thing? It's okay. They, they hold the house together. They hold the house together. The pastor is not called to hold the house together. The pastor is called to raise stones to become pillars. And the only way you're going to become a pillar as a stone, you got to sit still and stay. Because if you could keep moving yourself from one, another, from one place into another, you will always be a stone. You will never become a pillar. So we are here to prophesy over some stones here that you're going to become a pillar. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. And then, and then, and the last one is, he said to him, Lord, this is so cool. This is so insane that whatever you give me from now on, I will give you 10% of it. It's called tithing, not teething. Because that's what happens to so many people when the time says, we're going to, this is time to receive the tithe, and they all start teething with pain. It's a painful subject. But it's amazing that Jacob lived 400 years before the law was written. 400 years before the law of tithing was written. Just out of nowhere, moved with the power of the Holy Spirit, he gave the tithe. And he set up a principle for himself that everything you give me, everything. If it's a chicken, I'm going to cut it, you know, give you 10% of it. Whatever you give me, I'm going to give you 10%. You, you, know, you know what's so good about tithing? It's an equal sacrifice. If you make $1,000, uh, you give 100 And if somebody makes 100 gives 10 it's an equal giving to God. That's why he said that. And then lately, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop with here, I discovered why God says he calls those that don't tithe thieves. You know that, right? You don't know that? Well, another time we'll come and speak about this subject. He says, do not rob me. This is what you rob me. You know, if you don't bring your tithe, you are robbing me. And for, for many years, for 30 years, I kept saying, well, what does that mean, you're robbing me? Until I really figured out. I don't know if you had some friends, like I had some friends. We used to go out to eat, but they never pay. <laughs> they always, you know, forget their pockets somewhere. And you end up paying, but they eat. And that's what happens in a church. Everybody comes and eats. But there's only a few people that pay. 
and the rest are thieves. And I really don't want to hang out with thieves. You know? Are thieves because because there is about maybe usually usually the law says twenty percent only, really. That's what they say. I hope they're wrong about here. But twenty percent tithe and the rest and the eighty percent sits and eats and enjoy and twenty percent paying for it. The rest are thieves. Wow, we could have an altar call right now, right here. <laughs> we could play the org right now and have people. <laughs> it's the word of God. You could, some of, some of you, because you're so young, to say, I cannot afford to tithe. That's a lie. You cannot afford not to. I tell you, I tell you that from experience. Because when I was young, I couldn't do it. Actually, it took me six years after being became born again to actually to submit to that principle. And that was about 40, 27 years ago when I submitted to that principle. And man, it's so good. You could never outgive God. Never. Stand your feet with me. I want to pray for first for uh, I, I feel very strongly. As I was talking, there's few of you that had dreams, and 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 um, you given up. Hallelujah. And you are given up because of some people have said things you shared, and, and people really did not kind of mocked or ridiculed. Or uh, I want to lay hands on you right now and 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 impart a, a revival of a dream. 